Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Today on the show, we have Curtis Run of The Region Burgers. Decided to do this episode here on July 3rd, since I know everyone is going to be out and about cooking barbecue, serving up burgers, etc. So I thought I'd do a nice little burger episode. So let's get right into it with Curtis Run of The Region Burgers. The Region is a scratch kitchen in Roscoe Village that specializes in mouth-watering handcrafted hamburgers, fresh-cut fries, homemade onion rings, and the already famous Region sauce. They pay stylists a tribute to the best hamburger joints in Northwest Indiana, an homage to Western flavors and sensibilities. They opened in 2017 and have already had several accolades under their belt, including Best Burgers in Chicago by Chicago Magazine and being added to countless Best of Chicago lists. And beat on the Triple F podcast. <laughs> Each and every one of their hamburgers is made to order and handcraft to perfection. They never have and never will use frozen or preformed patties, and we hear some seductive clings and clanks coming from the kitchen. The result is a juicy on the inside, crispy on the edges, beauty of a burger that extends beyond the confines of its perfectly grilled bun. Odds are you've never seen anything quite like it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this fantastic conversation with Curtis of the Region Burgers. So today we're sitting down with Curtis of the region. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. We're out here uh, actually next door to your place at the Village Tap on this back hidden little patio. So it's a uh, fantastic little Tuesday. It's a, it's a gorgeous Tuesday and the, the patio here couldn't be nicer today. The, the roof is open and, uh, and the beer is flowing. So it's a, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good way to spend a Tuesday afternoon. So sure. tell us what you do in uh, one to two sentences. One to two sentences. What do I do? I I live out my dreams as a uh, as a business person, a family man, and a father. Um, well, I guess family man and father are the same thing. Um, I wow. I that should be such an easy question to answer, and it's not. It's one to, what do I do? I. <laughs> I, I am busy all the time. <laughs> uh, I, I stay busy with, with family, um, fatherhood, and and business. So tell us more about your uh, burger business. I have a, uh, a, a small little burger joint here in Roscoe Village, right next door to the place where we are right now that I opened about three years ago. And uh, it's kind of my own midlife crisis. Um, I was in the corporate world myself for about 15 years mm-hmm. doing actually sales and recruiting. Yeah. Um, and always kind of had this idea of getting into um, the restaurant business when I get closer to retirement age. And various factors over the last few years kind of pushed me to go ahead and just go for it now and 
and see how it all shakes out. We're three years in, we're still here, and uh, I'm glad I did it. It's yeah. <laughs> definitely one of my favorite burger joints here in town. As I mentioned to you, you just walk up pretty much hoying from Armitage to get up here to Roscoe yeah. so it's awesome. But what kind of went through your mind like opening a burger joint? Was it like, hey, there's not this type of burger in town? Is it like, I don't people I like burgers? Of, what was kind of like the thought process there? I eventually kind of got to that. To be honest, it was always... I think just boredom and dissatisfaction with what I was doing before, yeah. and I was actually good at it. It's not like I wasn't successful. I was just not fulfilled with um, my daily life, uh, yeah. working from home, doing sales and recruiting. I enjoyed it, like I said, the money, and I had, I had great client relationships that I maintain to this day. Um, but I think I wanted more structure. I think I wanted to get more um, interaction with just every kind of person you could possibly imagine on a daily basis um, and, and really truly kind of let my guard down and, and be myself, if you will. And um, I thought that I worked in restaurants throughout my teenage years in college. And other than that, that's about it. I mean, part-time jobs. Yeah. And I just had so much fun um, working in those types of environments, especially um, one where I learned this very unique style of, of burgers. And um, throughout all that, you know, I looked for something similar in Chicago and couldn't find anything like that style and said, you know, I had a great time doing something like this. You can't find this anywhere here. Let's let's see how it all shakes out if we can try put some, putting something together. So, yeah. Um, I wrote up a business plan years before we opened it. I would just kind of grab, I mean, just in like a little notebook that I would have in a backpack. I would ride my bike to the beach and just write out, just kind of daydream about what I'd like to actually be doing. Mm -hmm. And then eventually just kind of threw myself into it and did it. You know? So like a lot of people, when they think about opening a restaurant, they think about opening one that's like super extravagant and cool. Like it needs to have a patio, it needs to have this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Your place is small and it's like, it's kind of yeah. self-run almost as you a couple of employees. Yeah. What was the kind of your thought process there? Was it more like something you can handle because you don't come from the industry? Was it because you weren't going to get like a bunch of investments from a uh, restaurateur or something? What was kind of thought process? Um, it was both. I mean, okay. I wanted to focus on what I do best, which is making really good burgers. Um, and I wanted to get them out to the masses with as little investment as possible. Um, you know, I've been in the, I've never owned a restaurant before, but I've run businesses before. And um, I've heard so many horror stories of people chasing their dream, putting so much money into spaces, and then they don't make it, and then yeah. they go broke, and they're, you know, selling their homes or whatever. Um, I reached a point where there was a certain threshold that I was willing to fail to, if that makes any sense. Basically, yeah. I had a certain number where I said, if I can just maintain this amount of dollars in the bank yeah. and not go broke, I'm going to see this as a success. Cool. Um, and so I was very, very picky with finding a place that did not require a build-out, that had like the proper ventilation system and hood in place, uh, a decent rent. I mean... I don't know how, what you would call a good rent. I mean, I, I, pay a, I mean, this is such a nice neighborhood. Yeah. So, I mean, the rent's high and the building's old, but it's just such a great neighborhood. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely it was out of an abundance of caution for basically saying if this does not make it, let's minimize whatever losses I'm going to have and then cut ties and say, hey, I tried it, then go back to recruiting. Yeah. And uh, I've been fortunate in that it, it did work out well, and I actually, by taking that, I turned a profit in 11 months, nice. where a lot of restaurants take years to, yeah. to do that. So, I mean, there were tables in there from the previous restaurant. Um, I bought a grill. I brought, I bought a fryer. 
I took my own CDs and just like cut them out and like kind of pasted them on the wall. I mean, it's, I paid a guy to paint my logo on the wall. So my, my upfront investment was very small compared to what a lot of restaurants I think do or what they even recommend. But I didn't even seek out investors or partners or yeah. restaurants. I mean, it's just me. It was just kind of me in a dream at the beginning and a lot of stress. And there were a lot of those kind of what the hell have I done moments. Yeah. Um, but I just, I basically threw myself in it to the point where I had no choice but to go through with it and try and make it work. Fair. Yeah. And so did you think at any point it was like, maybe I should open a food truck instead because like so popular here in town or do you always want to actually have... People have told me, people have suggested yeah. that so many times and I've looked into it. I'm not opposed to it. It would be an, it would be an additional thing. Right. The thing is, I'm not... Those things are so expensive, and I don't know anything about fixing cars. And I've heard about like the engines going out, or I've heard they get incredibly hot. Like I've heard these are probably minor things that could be easily remedied if you know the right people. Right. Um, I don't know if I've been able to free up the mental space and time to even explore that, or even what goes into it. I don't even know where you, where I would park it. So, yeah. Um, There's one that parks around me, and it's just like so weird. Like you see on the street some days, and it's over like an alley the other days. Really? I don't even know where they serve. I just happen to see it all the time in my neighborhood. No kidding. Yeah. Are you allowed to just park them on the I, street? Yeah, that's I, the I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know where you even keep them. So, and I mean, they're expensive too. Um, but I mean, that's, you own it though, which is, which is nice. So, um, I think it'd be cool. I think that if I were, were to expand, it would probably be in the form of an, of an additional brick and mortar space. Yeah. Cause like the, the location is really nice. Like there's a lot of foot traffic here, right? Cause it's Roscoe. And on nights and weekends there is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, during all this stuff, actually, it's gone up during all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, this neighborhood, it's all single-family homes, and you got a lot more people working from home now that aren't, you know, out and about, so. Which is nice, yeah. Yeah. So, what's it like managing a day-to-day? Because, obviously, you have, like, all your family softening. How do you balance everything with, you know, going to work every day, handling the business, doing the actual burger making, et cetera? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I think I'm still learning to do that um, with We've been fortunate in that we've kind of gradually, the stress level has gradually reduced in that we've continued to kind of build up a name, build up a reputation, build up a fantastic customer base um, that has actually freed up a bit of my time. There's certain times of the year where this is actually the neighborhood is incredibly quiet, say, especially on weekdays, where up until very recently, I would run the place on my own. I mean, front, back, I would take the order, I would go back and make it, and then bring it out, and then I would be coordinating with, say, like, third-party delivery companies, and, I mean, I would just be absolutely spent, and my son is, you know, he's nine, I get home, and he's involved in baseball, and it's like, you get home, you gotta play, you know, and it's like... I mean, I'm getting, I just turned 40. It's like, I'm starting to feel those random aches and pains where, but it's like, you know, I think I remind myself, you know, he's only going to be a kid for three, four more years, and then he's going to be a teenager, and I probably won't even be cool to hang out with anymore. Um, So I think that a lot of it's willpower. I think the daily reminders that I'm actually doing what I always wanted to do um, kind of provides, like, the energy for that. And, And hiring just a great staff. I mean, we've had our, you know, ups and downs with, staffing issues and um, just kind of overall predictability of the business but with time and with trial and error and with a lot of error I mean a lot of mistakes you kind of find yourself getting into a bit more of a groove where it starts to feel more natural when it comes to balancing that with home and whatever else
else you need to be doing. Yeah, I feel like a lot of issues like in restaurants is people just not hiring the best employees. Like, I've worked at some of my friends' restaurants, like really busy days. Like, it was like, hey, be the host for like restaurant week. I'll just stand there and like walk. Like, it's more to it, but it's like, it's hard to screw up, even though I can still do. But then you have, I like will talk to like some of the servers or like busboys, like, oh, like, I'm so exhausted. Oh, why? Oh, because I work like 40 hours a week over the world of Astoria and I work my doubles on Saturday. I'm like, dude, no wonder it's like 7.30, you're exhausted. Like, yeah. like, I get you're trying to make extra money, but like, you can people can tell that you're just like dragging. Like, that table's not cleared for the last 20 minutes. Like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a very physically demanding job. I mean, anything in the restaurant business, front of house, back of house. I mean, that was the other thing. I mean, when we first opened, I, and I mean, I was working open to close every day, yeah. and I was learning how to train people how to do this. I was learning how to just be a restaurant owner myself. Again, like I've just worked in restaurants. I've never even like right. been, like even a manager really at a restaurant before it was something I did as a teenager um, but I mean yeah there were days where I would get home and I remember one day this is just gross I remember going home I got home at like 11 or 12 yeah. I've been working the kitchen the whole day we had had a line out the door it was, I mean, I was excited. The adrenaline was flowing. Yeah. That's kind of what got me through the day because, you know, it was doing well. But I got home. And this is a few days in. And I was so disgusting, but I did not have the energy to take a shower. And I just <laughs> got in bed. Yeah. And I crashed. And, like, I woke up, like, two hours later. And I was just so gross. And I'm like, oh, what have I? And I got up and forced myself to get into the shower. And I was, like, literally falling asleep, standing up. And, like, almost <laughs> falling down. And it was, that was when I realized, like, I just came back. Something's got to get yeah. here, you know. So I mean, people that do that—I mean, say two or three different places—it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing um, the kind of people you meet in this industry and how hard they work. It's it's incredible. Yeah, one of my friends, like his job, so he works for a restaurateur. Is he's like the guy that goes and covers for when there's issues. Mm-hmm. So they, they in their umbrella, really? they have four restaurants and a grocery store. Yeah. So his day search, like ten to eleven, like in the office handling things. And he doesn't and know then, where he's gonna be. After that, it's just like, oh, the chef had so and so called in today, or yeah. we need you over there to handle this. Wow. And like, I think with uh, COVID, like his life's a little bit easier. So usually I talk to him, like, I'll meet him for dinner somewhere around eight or nine. Yeah. And I think before COVID, like, it was just like, you have to handle everything. Like, right. good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. People stay in it, though. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I think that if you're in this industry, you just kind of feel a calling to be in it or something. <laughs> like, I was in it as a kid, not even in Chicago, yeah. but, like, there's just a certain, I think something changes in your brain where you just you just do it, and, and you kind of, there's the ups and the downs, and I don't know if you're, I think you kind of, if you kind of belong in this industry, you just kind of find yourself doing it. So. Yeah, some of my friends, like, haven't had, like, an off day from their restaurant in, like, over a year, and they're like, oh, I'm just going to take, like, three weeks off. Yeah. As like, oh, right? Like, see when you get back to the U.S. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've hired people that will come in and, you know, I, I've got two guys right now that are working 40 plus hours a week and I try and keep it at about that. Yeah. But a lot of times I'll almost worry that I'm scheduling them for too much. Like, it's going to, you know, overwork them. But yeah. a lot of times I'm like, no, man, my last job, I was doing 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So you're talking about, um, you post on Instagram about third-party apps. Yes. Which ones do you use and why do you use them? Oh, gosh. Um, at some point or another, I've used just about all of them out of necessity. Fair. Um, really, 
the rationale for me on the front end was yes, the the, 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 the commissions are outrageous. They're extremely high, but. These are individuals that have otherwise never heard of the region, yeah. and they're going to bring me new customers. Okay, it's it's a marketing tool. So we're okay. getting our name out there, and we're getting, say, in, in neighborhoods outside of Roscoe Village. This is such a gorgeous neighborhood, but we're not really, it's it's kind of, a, Roscoe Village almost kind of feels like a little town Agreed. in the city, yeah. and it's easy to forget that this is here if you don't live here or don't live close by. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a lot of customers that come to me through, like, you know, hearing about us like on some really cool like burger best of list or yeah. whatever but I mean I don't have any marketing out there or anything so I figure you know doing that will be a good way to kind of get our name beyond just this kind of you know two and a half three mile radius that most of our customer base is comprised of now um, and at the same time like I was saying before we get so slow during certain times of the year yeah. that I, I need the orders and I, I kind of justify that commission and that by working so low um, and not having any labor costs. So yeah. that's why I do sometimes on a Wednesday, it would be just me from 11 to 5, just working my butt off for a couple hours and then saying, you know, and most of these orders are coming in through those apps. So that's why I did it, to basically basically bring in business what, during the times in which the normal neighborhood wouldn't be coming out. Yeah. Um, to answer your question about which ones I've used, I mean, I think I've used all of them. I think we started with Grubhub, then we went on the Caviar, there's um, Postmates, um, Uber Eats, yeah. this company called Ritual. Oh, yeah. Um, I might be missing some DoorDash. It's interesting to me, like, I don't use a ton of them. I use Ritual a lot when I work downtown because I would just order ahead, right? Yeah, and they're just pickup. Yeah, yep. but, like, I've never done a lot of, like, Grubhub or anything like that before. My brother loves using them. I just, like, he's, like, shocked that I don't. It's very convenient. Yeah, but I was, like, I, the time I've been on there, it's just, like, you go on there, and then there's, like, everything. Half of it's just, like, ads, like, oh, you would like this. Oh, okay, like, I don't feel like looking for something. Right. But my friends run this company called Chow Bus, okay. where it's, a uh, uh, it's Chinese oriented, mm -hmm. but they partner with like say 50 different restaurants in town. Let's say like five in your neighborhood, mm -hmm. but each restaurant will submit three things for that day as their special. Oh, cool! So you only have 15 things to choose from that day. Yeah. So you're, you can order from like any of the restaurants, but it's all just like in the menu. So it's not like especially Chinese restaurants where it's like overwhelmingly long. Yeah. It's just, like here, these are 15 things today. What yeah. do you want? Like, oh, that actually looks good today. I was like trying to think about it. We're ordering the same thing oh, every that's time. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so there's okay. Yeah, you have a few more beers. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll take another one. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Oh, so it's so it's one restaurant kind of shorting their menu. It's multiple restaurants on one app. Okay. So the restaurants flip each day, and the offerings change each day as well. And will they do like say like one burger joint, one taco place, one? Chinese? Uh, it's all Chinese. It's all Chinese. Oh, it's all Chinese. Yeah. Wow. Or just Asian, just Asian. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They uh they started here, and I know the guys really well. Yeah. And then uh they got pretty big. They got like multiple rounds of investment, and they're in for sure. They're in New York and Seattle, as well as Chicago. Cool. But it's like it's group delivery, so it's like you choose delivery time, like say twelve fifteen. Yeah. So like you go to the corner here, right? Like Coin and uh, Roscoe, mm -hmm. and then the five people will also be waiting on the corner to pick it up from the driver who just has his trunk open and goes, yeah. No way. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's 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 a super interesting concept. So it's like. It expedites a lot of things, yeah. and then like their argument is like, if you have less things to worry and choose from, you also have variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's really cool. I mean, they don't come out near me, so I've only gone. I've gone down a couple are times. Are they going to just keep? Are, are they going to keep just only doing Asian restaurants? I, I, I haven't talked to the owner in a while, but like, um, if they do, I guess they would do a split off of a different brand. Name. Yeah. Okay. Because like, you know what you're getting. You know you're getting Asian, and then there's like a short 15 Asian. Menu. Yeah. Right. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. That's it. I, at first, I was kind of envisioning almost like a mobile food hall. Are you familiar with all these food, like, yeah. revival and all those? Yeah. I've just kind of learned about those in recent years as well. How, you know, how there's just, like, one specific burger joint, one time, whatever, and, like, you're kind of... Every and yeah, they have short menus, too. They have, like, five yeah, or six options. Exactly, like, exactly. What, the one, two, three, or four, or five. Oh, number five. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. To, I mean, especially for lunch, too. You're... you're, you're, you're you're strapped for time, and you know you, you want to know that what you're getting is good. It's been vetted out, and you, you want to, you know you just get say five options. And thank you. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, they want the two like you get, uh, prep stuff, like putting food together. You don't want to prep like 19 different things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it more predictable and condenses everything, and that's I think that's great. I think the challenge might be just kind of maintaining that predictable customer flow, but it sounds like they're doing it. Right? Oh, they did really well, yeah. And like first couple of times I talked to them, like, oh, like it's getting there. And then, we, like, then I met with them, say we're working on 1871. Like, this is your team. It's like 10 people. I'm like, holy crap, like doing well. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, we're like, in New York. So I'm like, oh, good luck. And then I see an article. They raised $2 million to open wow. in New York. I'm like, okay. Like, cool. Yeah. He says it's called Chow Bus? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I check that out later on. Yeah, when you're in uh, Chinatown, which I spent a lot of time on there, you see like their logo on everything. <laughs> just C H O W B U S? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so what do you kind of foresee your long-term goal with the region? Do you think the location's great? Like, do you think if you open a second location, it would be a different part of town? It's like, do you ever see yourself being, like, a bigger restaurant, or is it always just going to be... That's such a great question, and that, that very question goes through my head multiple times daily. Yeah. Um, I think that... I'm always, I'm constantly looking for additional locations, like yeah. smaller spaces similar to the one I have right now. Um, if something were to open up in the right area at the right price yeah. that doesn't need a ton of work, I would probably jump on it yeah. now. It's a matter of like, I can't clone myself and run this place and then be searching for locations at the same time. That's that's one of the, I mean, with being on my own and not having partners and investors, like one of the good parts of it is everything's mine. Right. I was able to get profitable very quickly, but on the downfall, everything's up to me and your just your mental energy will become limited when you're trying to focus on so many different things. Yeah. Um, so if I can actually find the time and a great space and trustworthy, um, I don't know, partners is the right, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm in talks with a good buddy of mine right now in a completely different part of the country yeah. who would, who's in real estate, commercial real estate, and would like for me to actually open a location there. Cool. Um, so to be honest, I'm open to anything if it feels right. I think I'm still so new to all of this where I do kind of go with that gut feeling still yeah. um, and that I don't, I'm not connected to investment companies or 
partners or any of that stuff a lot. It's still, I'm still just kind of creating my own little thing. There's still kind of a blank canvas that I'm just kind of adding to. Because you think about it, like something like I would say fairly similar to you, like is more small shawl versus like umami or something, where it's yeah. like full of the menu, where it's like right. there's a little area to sit down, but people go there for both just like grab and go. Right. They know what they're getting, but also like, hey, there's somewhere to sit down. Right. But like, I live by the small shawl, like in uh, Tuckley, like Wicker, right? Yeah. And the only reason why it's like nice to go there is because they have a huge, just like empty patio you can go right. sit at. Oh, like, I've been there, yeah. The inside is like, I want to sit here because I'm waiting my burger. Next, right. I want to eat here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they, and, they have, and they have a liquor license, too. So oh, that, and that helps, especially if you're going to wait a while for your food. It, uh, the fact that they go through the line asking you, would you like a drink while oh, you're waiting yeah. to order? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, there's so often that, like, there's a line outside, and we'll just, like, walk around back. And, like, hey, can I put an order of liquor? You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's what they want you to do. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. just in line. Like, you're still going to pay for it. For like. sure. <laughs> it makes it better for everybody. Yeah. You, you enjoy your weight a little bit more that way. And, <laughs> and they're making some money, but it's, it's not a bad idea at all. So I, I, I like the idea of doing something like that. It's all just a matter of finding the space. And the right people to be working with and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I've talked to my wife about, you know, should we get a place like this, yeah. you know, like, and, and just go full on, you know, open till midnight, 1 a.m., like, yeah. full on sit-down restaurant. Um, I wonder if we'd be able to hold on to our to-go customers. We have, I mean, more than half our business is takeout right yeah. now. And I don't know if that's just because we have such a small space or just because people think of the way our burgers are packaged up as, as more of a to-go thing. I, yeah. I, I still don't know. Good question, honest. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you get a lot of these, there's a lot of these more kind of craft burger places that have the full bar and, like, they do really, really well with it. So, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't work with yeah. what I'm doing. I think that what I've done so far is has honestly just been more compatible with my lifestyle than, than anything else. I, mean, yeah. I think if I was... I think if I was consulting with high-level business and restaurant consultants, I'm sure there's a lot of holes that they would see in my own <laughs> business model and what I'm doing. Yeah. So, like I said, I started off with just the, just the desire to succeed. I mean, to survive, and then that survival turned into success, and then yeah, you know, kind of the whole thing kind of evolves with time. That makes sense. Cause a lot of people is like they hear the story of like you rush out make money for years, and like no, that's not gonna be my problem. Like whatever. Right. And it's just like. What do you think you're bringing to the table that's going to be different than everyone else has ever opened a restaurant? What am I bringing to the table? Or like the, the question you asked, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. people think they going to be successful. At, yeah. Yeah. Like Shark Tank, they're always saying that. Yeah. You, you know, you get someone on their pitching, whatever it is, and they're like, why is this different or whatever? And why? I work really hard. Oh, all right. Yeah, Here's $100 yeah. million. Dollars. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's going to be hard to someone get someone to give you $100 million, but if you really, truly do work that hard and really go for it and you're really believing in it, I mean, in my case, it worked. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, our stuff is truly different, too, so. Yeah, and it really comes down to, like, are you, like, in Shark Tank, like, people like, oh, I built, like, one restaurant or whatever, like, let's franchise it. Like, are you good at teaching people how to open a franchise, or are you just good at running a restaurant? Well, I mean, like that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely important. That's the thing that you're talking about, too, is, like, if you open a second one, like, how are you going to duplicate what you did? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing. Um, I was... Like I, I was, it's funny timing that we're even mentioning this. I, I, I talked to a friend of mine last night who has described an opportunity, and it's it's about a year out. I mean, it's a huge development going on in a completely different part of the country, and. Um, my main concern with him was, is how am I going to split my time between Chicago and there? And, you know, how am 
I going to make sure the quality control is there? And I basically, I've always been opposed to like the whole partner idea yeah. or whatever, but I mean, I said to him, you know, if you had a little bit of skin in the, in the game, would you be interested in actually taking some of the money? He manages all kinds of people. I mean, he does property management, but yeah. he knows how to spot talent and, you know, make sure things are working properly. And he said, you know, he expressed it. I, basically, I would go out there and teach everyone the nitty gritty of what we're doing, but then he would have a vested interest monetarily in, in making sure that that all works and actually kind of make, monitor the place so I don't yeah. have to be out there, you know, as much as I otherwise would need to. Well, how long did it take you here to, like, loosen the reins, like, trust people that stuff got done? Yeah. I did it too fast. Okay. Um, I was so exhausted those first few months yeah. that to the point where, I mean, it was like for like, it, it was only a couple of months, but I was here every day, all day. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely beat to the point where, I mean, I was missing my family. And I mean, I still lived with them. I yeah. still went home every night, but I'd get up early and come here and I'd go home every night and they'd be in bed yeah. and I'd just be a filthy mess every time I'd go home. Um, I became desperate just to get someone in there that I could give a key to and sure. trust to just like have the place going when I wasn't there. Um, I was lucky to have um, a buddy over here. Um, in my recruiting life, there was a guy through networking that lived in Roscoe Village that I made. I, I stayed in touch with. He was still. He was kind of in between jobs. He was in corporate sales as well, and he was kind of looking for the right thing. And he was really taking his time with it. And he. Um, just for something to do, and he had an interest in restaurants as a whole, maybe opening one of his own, stopped by and said, hey man, short-term thing, I just want to learn from you, I'll help you out. So he was fantastic. I had him for just like a month or two, oh, cool. and just like having that guy, and I went home, I slept easily just knowing he was just a stand-up guy that I could trust. Um, and then, well, fortunately for him, unfortunately yeah. for me, he got a job offer that was like his dream job, and he took it, and that put me back to like, oh boy, here we are, I'm here all day again. <laughs> and so, like, I put up ads, and like, the first guy that came in that looked like he could do it, and you know, talk the right game, I, I hired him just uh, just because I just needed the rest, and I kept him around quite a bit longer than I should have. Sure. Um, but I loosened the reins at that point, and it was nice to be able to have my personal life, but I think the restaurant lagged um, in, a, in, in a couple of ways as a result, and that's something that I I should have I shouldn't have worked myself to the bone like I did at first, but at the same time, I should not have relinquished as much control as I did for, for a while over there. Yeah. But I think I'm easing back into that now. So, I mean, to answer your question, how long has it taken for me to really kind of be able to do that? I still haven't entirely. We're three years in, but I'm getting closer and closer each day, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Say that again? Anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Um, come check us out anytime. We're Roscoe and Hoyne. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> at Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. 
At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Mm-hmm.